Welcome to Shedding Light Hunting Stories Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the average Joe and their hunting story. I'm Travis Williams. You're listening to Episode 2. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for checking out episode two, especially if you checked out episode one. It means you're back for more, and so I hope you're enjoying it. Um, you know, I really enjoy sitting down with different guys and girls and kind of hearing their hunting stories, and that's what Shedding Light Hunting Stories podcast is all about, your hunting stories. You know, there's a lot of great podcasts that I listen to. Uh, in fact, that's part of what's inspired this. Um, really just love listening to these different things, but I noticed a lot of them have a uh, lot of emphasis on tactics, how to kill a deer, how to uh, find elk or whatever it is that you're going for, and I think that those are awesome things to look at at. Um, There's something about learning from the woods, but there's also something about just sitting around and learning from each other and stories. Uh, There's a lot of people out there that that are professional hunters and they spend a lot of time in the woods. Uh, They're able to spend 50, 60, maybe even 100 days out chasing animals. And so those are definitely some guys that have experience that you should listen to. But sometimes just sitting around with my buddies and talking about hunting stories, that's where I've learned a lot as well. Learning from their mistakes, learning uh, what they do, and, and the fact that they're also hunting in my context. They're hunting in the same area, hunting the same type of terrain. Um, so I, I value those stories as well. So if you're looking for a podcast that's just straight tactics and how to kill a giant 200-inch buck, uh, this might not be the best podcast. But if, if you want to hear some stories about people who kill some big deer, small deer, uh, whatever it may be, maybe an elk, maybe some ducks or coyotes, this is the podcast for you, and I, I hope that you are enjoying this as much as I am. If you are, do me a favor, hit subscribe, let me know that you're interested. Uh, if you'd give me five stars and help uh, help the rating out, that gets more people listening. I would certainly appreciate that. Another thing that you can consider is uh, applying to come on to the show. If you have a hunting story, um, whether it is for our topic or maybe something down the road, uh, go ahead and send me an email at sheddinglightod at gmail.com. Sheddinglightod at gmail.com and just kind of give me a little overview of who you are and what the story would be, and then I'll be in contact with you very quickly. Um, would love to hear some of your stories. I, I want to hear different, not just deer. I'd love to hear about uh, turkey coming up. Uh, turkey season's on the horizon here in Ohio. Um, elk hunting, duck hunting, coyotes, whatever, you you name it. Uh, if you have a story, I'll start collecting those and um, would love for you to come on. So you don't have to feel like you got to know everything. You don't have to have all the tactics. You can kind of tell from some of the guests that I have on the first five episodes here that some of these guys, it's their first year hunting deer. Um, but we can learn from them, and that's the point. So we'd love for you to come on and and check it out. So, all right, we're going to take a break here to hear from our sponsors. Okay, Uh, we're done with that because I don't have any sponsors right now. Uh, If you want to sponsor the show, uh, you can go ahead and email me. Uh, I'll I'll entertain some thoughts, but no, no sponsors, just me having some fun right now. So uh, here we go. We're going to get back into our topic today and get into our interview. Our topic is firsts. We're talking about our first deer or first buck uh, that we've killed. And um, you heard Marco there on episode one, uh, first time hunter, and how he was able to successfully get a deer, uh, get a buck uh, his first year. So 
So quite an awesome story. Today, we're going to hear from a guy that's going to go back a few years and tell about his first deer that he got with his dad and the special time that was. And then he's going to talk a little bit about his last deer. Now, you're getting two for the price of one today. Um, and so his last deer, definitely a, a nice buck. And so he's going to talk about that journey between the first deer and the last one. His name's Ben Reibel. Uh, he did a great job on this podcast. You're going to listen to the whole thing. And at the very end, I want you to stay tuned if you would. Very end, we're going to talk about what it means to shed the light. I said that at the end of the last episode. I want you to stay tuned and find out what that phrase means. Here we go. All right, folks. I have Ben Rifle here with me. Uh, ben is a special ed teacher. Uh, he actually just graduated and uh, has a new job starting up. He's in northern Illinois. And um, Ben, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, glad to have you, man. I think I saw you on uh, bowhunting.com and um, reached out and set things up. So, Ben, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and all that good good stuff. I'm from Byron, Illinois, as you said, in northern Illinois. Uh, I'm a special ed teacher, just graduated from northern Illinois University. Uh, I'm a diehard bow hunter. Uh, I grew up primarily a waterfowl hunter, but I really got into bow hunting in high school, and that's my passion now. Everything I do revolves around bow hunting. So, yeah. I picked the wrong profession to be a be a hunter, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, you get summers off, but that that usually isn't conducive with uh, with hunting, right? That's right. I get to feed my obsession of checking trail cameras in the summer. There you go. There you go. So tell me a little bit. I mean, um, how'd you get into bow hunting specifically? Like, what drew you to that? Well, my uncle lives in Iowa, and uh, he's a huge bow hunter. And uh, my uncle up in Wisconsin gave me a bow for like my 16th birthday. It was an old Browning from the 90s, so wasn't anything fancy but i figured i'd give it a try and i just fell in love with it because you get you see more during the bow season than you do during gun season three four days you get here at a time in illinois and that's what i grew up was gun hunting and you just don't see enough and i just got a passion for bow hunting you see the rut you see the deer get off their patterns and it's just so much fun yeah it's it's something special i mean there's nothing wrong with gun hunting at all there's a lot of good gun hunters but there's something about being out there that extended time during bow season, and you kind of see uh, you see a lot more, I think, when you're bow hunting. So absolutely, that's great. Well, um, we're going to talk about your first deer, but I will mention um, you showed me a picture of the buck you got this year, yep. and pretty impressive deer, nice eight point, right? Yeah, he was a nice eight pointer. I actually hadn't bow hunted. This is actually the property I shot my first deer on. Oh, okay. I hadn't, I hadn't actually hunted there for deer in six years. And uh, didn't run any trail cameras out there, and that was my third sit out there this year and shot that buck. <laughs> oh wow, wow! He was a nice buck. So that's and awesome. One of my buddies had pictures of him from two years ago, so I was able to determine he was a five and a half year old. So, oh my I'm goodness, happy with that. Yeah, yeah, I would be. <laughs> but we're, we're not. We're not going to tell that story today. Well, we might come back and get that one. Uh, we'll save that one for another day. Ben, we want to go back, let's go back a few years here uh, to how you got into hunting and kind of lead us up to that, uh, your first deer that you ever were able to harvest. Well, I'm very thankful to come from a family where outdoors were very prevalent. And uh, my dad, his dad, my uncles all hunted. And I saw I've been going out in the woods with them, duck blinds and tree stands since I was about three, four years old. And uh, finally decided that I was going to get my hunting license. I think when I was in third grade, I was about nine years old. And as soon as I got that, started deer hunting. And it was mostly youth season when I'd go out. And then uh, I'd just kind of tag along with my dad in the old two-seater ladder stand. And uh, 
never saw anything. <laughs> it took about three years before I actually saw a deer in the woods when I, when I had a gun in my hand. Yeah. So, uh, that first day I saw the deer, my dad would think, I'm pretty sure he was asleep in the tree stand. (laughs) (laughs) It was about 90 degrees the first weekend in October during the youth season. And, uh, we're sitting there over a unpicked bean field and, um, you know, me, the 11 year old kid just kind of looking around jittery and slap my dad. Hey, what's that out there, man? that's a coyote i'm like no it's not come on man (laughs) so i uh i'm like dad i'm pretty sure that's a deer so he grabs his binoculars and sure enough that's a fawn (laughs) and uh so he's like well get your gun up so i'm 11 years old holding the gun up and i swear this felt like an hour and it was but it was only about two minutes for this deer to walk the edge of the field but it was feeding and uh me trying to be quiet, not breathe. <laughs> so, so this is your third year hunting, right? This is my third year hunting and the first year I'd ever seen. Oh, in the- wow. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm shaking like a leaf. And uh, my dad's telling me not to move, not to be, not to talk or anything. I can't help myself. I'm like, Dad, Dad, it's coming. Dad, it's coming. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, gets to about 40 yards out there, and I put the uh, – put the iron sights on her and squeeze the trigger and there she went oh, right there yeah it, she ran about 30 yards but tipped over perfect heart shot i mean that is that is how you want your first deer to go i yeah. can't believe that i actually shot a deer <laughs> so there you are year three and you get this get this doe down so are you shaking at this point you excited I was shaking like a leaf. I was about to fall out of that tree stand. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your, what's your dad's reaction? Is he uh shouting or? You know, he did the old, uh, grab your shoulders and just shake you. <laughs> you know, so that's why you were shaking. Your dad was shaking you. So a little bit of both, a little bit of yeah. excitement. And uh, I can't believe I just did that. My dad was prouder than heck of me. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. So that's I, a great story. So yeah. you got to experience that with your dad. First time out there. And there's your doe. So what's it like to go over and get your hands on her? I I was a little nervous. <laughs> a little nervous going up to an animal like that because I hadn't seen one. The only one I'd seen on the wall was my dad's. And uh, I don't. it had been a while before my dad had shot a deer, too. I mean, so we had to share this property with some other guys, and it made hunting kind of tough out there. So uh, I was once I figured out she was actually dead, I was just ecstatic. It was one of the coolest feelings in the world. Yeah. But then it got to be... A little stressful because it was 90 degrees out and we had a dead deer. Oh, yeah. So we had to get her out of the field in, in a hurry. Well, that's a, a really special moment you get to share with your dad first time hunting. I think that's kind of neat. Um, you know, I'm sure he enjoyed that. Definitely a good memory there for you guys. Well, absolutely. I'm I'm so glad I got to share that moment with my dad. I mean, I still love to hunt with my dad. We It's kind of a tradition for us. Every year during duck season, go out opening day. We still like to deer hunt together. It's It's just something that doesn't get old. Dad's yeah. special. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, Ben, we look at this. I, um, I think there's something special there about the fact that your dad took you out. I think that's the main thing. I think a lot of guys today, 
you know, I want my time in the woods, but I know that a time is coming. My daughter's two years old. I know a time is coming where it's got to have to, I'm going to have to reduce the amount of time I'm in there for me. And I'm going to have to increase the amount of time I put in there for her. Cause I, I, I think she's going to like it. We already go out and shoot bows and stuff like that in the backyard at two years old. She, she enjoys it. She likes to tell me when she sees a deer. So, <laughs> so I think that's super important for the next generation. Uh, hunting numbers are declining. And I think part of that is we just got to start taking our kids out. So that's that's a huge thing. I've got cousins that they always ask about it. And I always say, hey, I will, I will take you. I've got ground blind. We can go out there, and I will, I'll will i take you hunting if you want. I mean, I'll take you. I'll teach you how to shoot a gun, teach you how to shoot a bow. But, you know, they're girls. They don't want to. They're in <laughs> Well, at least you offer. I mean, that's the main thing. So yeah, And I've got friends that always tell me they want to get into hunting. So I'm like, hey, I will teach you. Yeah. I'll tell you hunt my land, but there's public land I'll take you out. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Ben, I, let me ask you, would you want to tell the story? Uh, that didn't take very long on your first deer, so would you want to, let's go from first deer to your last deer that you yeah. just shot, and let's, let's I, if you don't mind, can I hear the story of this, this yeah. magnificent eight-point you shot? So, I mean, this one, it, it kind of got to hunting that property where I hadn't hunted in six years because my main property that I hunt this year was just miserable to hunt. I was, I had a predator problem this year. I've got bobcats running around there now. Uh, I think my first sit of the year... I had eight coyotes come by. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so it was just miserable. I had three nice bucks on camera. I had one that uh, was there from last year. I passed him up as a three-year-old last year at 10 yards and uh, hadn't seen him on the hoof. It's kind of funny. He actually showed up last year on the same day and this year on the same day during the summer. It was, it was very strange. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've heard that they are on an annual pattern, and a lot of times I've started to see more and more of that, that if you kind of so, see them. I mean, so. the, more, the more I pick up on that stuff and the more I run trail cameras and hunt, I you learn that stuff about how deer are on the patterns. Yeah. And, uh, so I I hunted out there. Had, I was in the stand about 3 o'clock after school, and uh, this is this is early October before I shot this buck. So I was out there in October and had a young buck walk by for about 20 minutes. He was out there just hanging out. And then coyotes came and were stalking him. They were literally closing in on this deer and pushed him out. Then a doe came by, and I was thinking about shooting this doe. And then the same thing, four coyotes close in on her. So I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be a long season. Hmm. And then I go several sets without seeing a deer, sit one more time, see one buck. It was just a little four-corn. And, uh, And on that hunt, walking out there, kicked up three does. So at this point in the year, I'd seen seven deer. I figured it was time to make a change. So I go and hang a, hang a tree stand and uh, hadn't hunted out there in this back part of the timber. So we've got two fingers in this front, and it's like a 120-acre farm that we hunt. It's got two finger draws in the front half up towards the road. And in the back, it's got 10 acres of timber. And then on the neighbor's property, there's a big strip for about 15 acres. It's not real wide. It's just a bunch of thick, nasty stuff. So... We get back there, and me and my dad are just kind of walking around and looking at rubs and scrapes, and I just kind of pick a tree. I'm like, that one looks pretty good. Look around, and it's just thick in there, all those multiflora rows, and it's just like, man, I feel like I could shoot a buck out of this place. And it's like, that's a place you think where I could rattle in here. I could do some blind calling. They're not going to know where it's at. They're going to come right to that sound and just be looking all over the place, and that's where they get drilled. Yeah. So I, I go out there for my first sit out there was Halloween and I ended up seeing a nice two year old, pretty nice two year old 
and I saw three does. Nothing came in range or anything, but it was just finally nice to see some deer. Right. <laughs> I was very optimistic out there, and I was excited to hunt out there because I had no idea what was actually out there. So I wasn't disappointed if I actually saw like a forkhorn. I was just excited to see deer. So yeah. I sat one more morning, and it was a short hunt because I had to go out to the playoff game for the for the football team here in town. So I uh, didn't see anything that morning, and it was uh, November 10th was when I shot my buck. Coldest day of the year so far. It was about 12 degrees this morning. I had a perfect west wind for where these deer are coming from. They usually come from the south, southwest. So the wind was – you always hear about wind being perpendicular to the deer. And that's exactly what it was. They were coming this way, and the wind was blowing right across them. Coming, mm-hmm. And uh, so right at first light, I hit the horns a little bit. because The wind was blowing, so I really got aggressive. And uh, and right at first light, after I finished, I put the antlers down, doe pops out. I'm like, oh, here we go. We got some deer. And I'm thinking, man, if she gives me a good shot, I'll take her because I hadn't seen anything all year, and I need some meat. And then she does the old look around. And I'm like, oh, there's a buck. Grab my binoculars and look. And I couldn't really make out the antlers at this point because it was kind of dark in the woods still. But I just saw the big silhouette of a massive deer. So I grabbed my bow. <laughs> and, uh, then he was just kind of hung up behind some down trees and multiflora rows. So I grabbed my grunt call, kind of lean up behind me to the ridge and throw a couple grunts up that way. And I turn around and he disappeared. Mm. so i wasn't real sure whereas i didn't see the doe at all either so i just kind of sat there for about it seemed like forever it was probably only two minutes and i slowly set my bow down and after i get it on the hook look up and there he is <laughs> <laughs> so he steps back out oh, he back out. i don't know where he went but i'm like okay now i gotta get my bow again and i don't want to get busted but he didn't know i was there in this spot i think this spot was good because I didn't do any trimming. I just put the stand up in the tree and left it. Didn't trim anything. So the only thing that was different was a person in a tree. And I think that played a big factor in this. Yeah. I didn't change anything in the canopy. Everything was the same. So I, I reached over and grabbed my bow ever so slowly, moved it over back into my hand, grabbed the string, and I look up. He was fine. Didn't know I was there. He was just kind of moving, looking up at the doe. And, uh, so I just, I was patient. I was really patient. At this point he was 35 yards. I ranged him and I didn't have a shot. So I waited and he took about three, four steps and got to a window at 40 yards that I had. And it was about eight inches wide to shoot through. And, you know, I'm comfortable out to 50 yards shooting in the backyard and 40 yards, I'll shoot a deer at 40 yards, but, you know, a lot can go wrong with deer at 40 yards. They'll jump the string, they'll do whatever. But he was calm. had no idea I was there, so I dialed my HHA down to 40 yards, and I was like, you know what, I'll just draw back and see what it looks like through this window. So I drew my bow back, got on my anchor point, and I felt really comfortable. I was on the vitals, and this deer was not moving, so I was Figured I'd go for it, and I pulled the trigger. See my lighted knock flying through the air, goes through the window, and I hear the loud pop, like that double lung pop. Mm, that's a great sound. That was one of the most beautiful sounds I could have heard at that point. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I sit and watch him take off, and I sit there for a second, and I'm 
pretty sure I heard a crash, but I wasn't sure. So I gave him a little bit of time because, I mean, there was so much thick stuff in those woods. I didn't know if he ran through something and then got into a clearing or what. So I got down after about a half hour, called my best friend and told him what I did. I woke him up and uh, it was so early. It was about 6.15 when I shot this deer. And uh, so get down, go check my arrow, and it's just covered in blood. But I didn't see any blood, and there was snow on the ground at this point too. So I didn't really see any snow on the ground and or any blood on the snow, I mean. And so I just backed out for a little bit. We went and got breakfast, came back out. This deer ran 15 yards and tipped over. <laughs> I just couldn't see him. Yeah. So, when in doubt, back out. That's my philosophy. So uh, That's a good one. Good. I was I was very happy with this deer, how it turned out, and it's one of the best tasting deer I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's a he's a big deer. Did you end up getting him scored? or? Uh, he was 122 and 4.8. I mean, he didn't yeah. have a lot of mass on him, not really big brow tines, but he's a cool-looking deer. And yeah, a tall rack. Old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, shooting a five and a half year old deer in itself, regardless of how the yeah. deer scores, scores yeah. it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. It doesn't. No, it's just a question everybody wants to know. But I think you think about it, it's like you have a deer come out and get your heartbeat going, and you have Absolutely. to squeeze it through that window. That makes it even more exciting, I would say. 40 yards, he ran 15 yards. I will take that any day of the week. Absolutely. Well, Ben, so let's go back. You got your first deer, and then that's the, the last deer that you shot, right? Okay. So what what has changed from the first year to the last year? What have you learned in that time you think that maybe helped you harvest this buck? I've learned just kind of how deer behave. And okay. just being a bow hunter now, instead of only gun hunting, you, you learn more. You see more in the woods. You pick up on deer's tendencies, where they move. And you, you learn where the bedding areas are. You learn how to just read the woods better, read the woods, the deer, and weather patterns. I mean, it was a high-pressure day. It was sunny and cold and i knew the deer were going to be moving and I, I saw on the forum i talked to justin czar that day and he was like man these deer he's up here in northern Illinois. he's not that far he's like an hour away from me yeah and uh he said the deer are going to be moving today so i like i figured and i went out there he is and the next very next day my best friend shot a nice buck too so uh-huh. and another of my buddies shot one so i shot mine saturday best friend was sunday and another friend shot one on monday so I mean, it was that weekend, high-pressure system. You learn to read the weather. High pressure, right time of year during the rut, deer move. Mm, okay, that's solid advice. That's good. I think a, a first-time hunter coming out, those are some of those things. That, it just takes some time. You have to experience it. You know, you can learn about it, and people can tell you, but sometimes it just takes that experience. That's How many years has it been since your first hunt there? Ooh, since my first, that was about 12 years ago. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so, you know, 12 years, and, I mean, you shoot a doe with your dad, and then you shoot this buck, and I bet you they both have a very special meaning to you. I mean, there's, there has to be. Absolutely, and I finally got a deer on the wall last year, and he was he another nice eight-pointer. It wasn't huge, but just knowing that I was able to harvest a nice buck and have him on the wall and be able to just look at him every day and say, man, I put in the time, and I was rewarded and blessed with a beautiful animal, yeah. and just two years in a row, just makes it, it's a confidence booster too, that, okay, I'm doing something right. Finally, yeah. I mean, you, everybody, even as a new hunter, you're going to make mistakes. Even veteran hunters make mistakes. It's just oh, something. Absolutely. From, yeah. I mean, every year you, you learn to play the wind more. Mm-hmm. I've learned that. I hope I now play the wind and scent control. I mean, yeah, scent control, you don't always have to do it, but it's an added step I take just to be, be sure that I'm going to be 
scent free in the woods, playing the wind. And if, if a deer does happen to come down wind, it'll help. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, Ben, thanks so much for coming on, man. Any, uh, anything else you'd like to share with, uh, listeners? Any other things that we forgot to talk about? I don't think so. Just get out in the woods if you haven't been for a while. I know I haven't been for a while because I've been real busy with school and I'm itching to get back out there in the tree stand. Uh, absolutely. All right. Well, man, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your story. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. And there you go. You got two stories today instead of one. So uh, we're definitely up in our game a little bit there. <laughs> I want to thank Ben for coming on again, and I want to thank you for listening. If you just give me a couple more minutes here, I'm going to tell you what shed the light means. You know, we throw that phrase on the end of all of our videos and don't always explain it real well. So if you got just a second, I'm going to tell you. Uh, Shedding Light Outdoors isn't just a hunting group. I think you've picked up on that by now. Uh, we're also a faith group. Uh, we're a group of guys that we, we love hunting, but we also just, we, we love the Lord um, because he's done some cool stuff in our life. So I just want to tell you what that means to me, and I hope that you don't hear this being too preachy. I hope that you don't turn this off. Uh, just give me a second here. Um, I, I grew up in church, uh, did it my whole life, and so um, I don't feel like it was forced down my throat, but uh, my parents brought me to church, and at a certain age, I just, I believed it. I, I knew that there was more than, than met the eye. I knew that uh, there was a God, and um, and then I learned that that God wants me to actually follow Him, um, and so I decided, uh, whenever I was a young guy, that I was gonna I was gonna follow Jesus. And I know it sounds kind of weird if you don't know what that means, but um, it's life changing. Uh, it's what's absolutely changed my life and and given me a purpose. Um, there's so much more to life than just hunting. Um, there's more to life than work. Uh, thank goodness, and there, there's more to life. Than even our families. Uh, there's something bigger. And so uh, whenever I read the Bible, I, I believe that God gave us that so we know who he is. So Matthew 5.16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before men so that they see your good deeds and honor your Father who is in heaven. So I believe that we've been given a light um, if we believe this. And it's our job to kind of shine that light. And the way that we do that is by just doing good things, uh, hopefully creating an awesome podcast or making good videos or beyond that, helping our neighbors out, um, being a blessing. Um, I, I get tired of just sitting on a pew coming to church doing nothing. Um, I believe it's good to come and worship. Don't hear me say that, but uh, it's so much more than that. So there you go. I'm going to step off my my uh, soapbox there, my, my preacher voice. I'll come out of that and just say, when we say shed the light, we're just encouraging you that if you do believe this, let people know. Do something that would point people to the creator that made this awesome uh, thing that we get to enjoy. And so there you go. That, there's that. Um, once again, if you want to check us out on YouTube or Facebook, Instagram, would appreciate that. If you have any suggestions or comments or snide remarks, I would love to hear those as well. And uh, we're going to take one more pause for our sponsors. Okay, now that that's over, <laughs> uh, thanks so much. I hope that you'll keep listening. And uh, remember, shed the light. See, it, it makes more sense now that you know what it means. So, see ya.